Happy Spooky Friday, everyone. I'm your host for this episode, Cassidy. And I'm your co-host, Kyle. No nickname? No nickname. Not today. I couldn't think of one in time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is date night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this week for Spooky Movie Month, we did something perfectly spooky, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And for the movie, it ties in. Like I, I mean, it couldn't it have ties- been planned out any better. It ties impeccably. And it just happened to line up perfectly with our plans. Right. So, in the spirit of Halloween, this week, our date consisted of going to the Salem, Massachusetts, and watching the Hocus Pocus. Perfect timing for everything, because you had this planned out for a while, and it Mm -hmm. just sort of like, we didn't realize we were going the weekend that we were watching this, so it just worked out perfectly. Mm Mm-hmm. For those of you who don't know, Hocus Pocus is set in Salem. Probably the second most famous movie from Salem. Uh, behind only Huey Halloween, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but we actually found out some pretty disappointing facts yesterday during our visit in Salem. Oh, that was so funny. The tour guide, uh, the one of the, there was a little girl on a tour. You'll get into that in a minute. I'm sorry. But this yeah. little girl asked like, oh, did they film Hocus Pocus here? And she's like, do you want me to ruin like the magic for you or do you just want to live on yep and she's like ruin it and i was like oh my god this little girl is like terrifying yeah ruin it for me so yeah we went to salem it was both of our first times ever in salem and both of our last times most likely i just during spooky season at least yeah so i actually thought it was awesome like i loved seeing everyone dressed up like at least like walking around on the streets like and seeing all the costumes and seeing all the like Halloween and like just like decoration and just like the spirit, the Halloween spirit was alive. Oh, I had a blast with that. I had a blast with how much people were dressed up as like Ghostface, Michael Myers, mm-hmm. Jason. Uh, I mean, Art the Clown from Terrifier was even there. It just like the lines to get in anywhere yes. were brutal. But I mean, like I would, it's not that I wouldn't go back. It's that I can at least say I've been to Salem during the spooky season, which uh-huh. is like all I've wanted to say. But I would love to go back in an off season because even the tour guide said that she's yeah. like, please come back in the off season because it's a lot less crazy. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, and it's definitely like it's a very cute little town, but I feel like we couldn't really enjoy it just because the streets were packed and yeah, like look around the town. Mm-hmm. It's on a mosey. Yeah, just it's mosey, mosey in, in and out of the shops, not have to wait in line. Yeah, can go to a, like a restaurant like right on the town. Like it was just there was so many. It was a sea of people. Like, just, like, you couldn't even see the street. Like, it was just, like, so many people. But it's an adorable town. It's adorable. I would love to go back not during October. Yeah. And I'm glad we did tours because I feel like we wouldn't have seen nearly as much of Salem if we didn't do the tours. Yeah. Because we went around. We did a Salem Witch Trial tour, and then we did a ghost tour at the end of the night, um, which was fun. That one was... I loved that. That was incredible. It was Mm -hmm. so much fun. And our tour guide was great at telling stories. She was Mm -hmm. fun. But I think that doing it that way for us at least was great because you and I would have just floated in that sea of people for hours and just been like, we didn't really do anything. We just kind of wandered around. Yeah. So it was nice to have someone sort of be like, we're going over here. So come with us. Uh-huh. The energy there, oh, like walking down the street, like I was just like, oh, I love this. Like everyone's yeah. here. Love how They love Halloween. It's spooky. It was great. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if you want to go and like mosey around and it's not the town be that. able to look at like the area and look at the shops it's not the time but what i do wonder is if all of those shops are open year-round or i mean it's a good it's a good question 
So. I don't know. I mean, a lot of them probably make their nut in the, like this specific month. Mm-hmm. They even said that they told Hocus Pocus, they, they're the reason the town managers basically said Hocus Pocus could not shoot in Salem because the money that they were going to give the town versus the money they make from September to November for the spooky season just didn't match. Yeah. They literally told them they, they wouldn't shut the city down for them to record because they're to, to film because they would, wouldn't have as much money. How crazy is that? That's how much yeah. money they make well, off they, of this. That was dumb of them to say we need to record from sep- the end of September till the beginning of November. Right. That so is the time of year for them where yeah. they're making their money for the whole exactly. year. Like, like what are you doing? I mean, we paid to $40 to park. Yeah. To park. $40 and, and to park. And it was like parking was, like we locked into a spot, but I mean, parking was full everywhere you went. Yes. Everywhere. And that's why I was like, first slot I saw spots in, I was like, I don't care how and, much money. And they were the cheapest option too. Like everything we saw was 50 or higher. We got yeah. lucky with a $40 lot. We really did. We lucked out with that. Yeah. We just snuck right in, went down a street we weren't supposed to. Yep. Because uh, they close off roads, obviously, so the GPS doesn't know what roads are open or not. Yeah. And this trolley was trying to go up the street that was closed. And so I was like, take a left turn and follow that trolley. Just Which I think the trolley is technically probably allowed to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But we were not. But for sure. I think that's why we found that parking, because no one else was turning down that yeah, street. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? We didn't get caught. Yeah. So. Well, there were cops. There were cops literally right there. They didn't do anything. There was a cop standing there. He didn't do anything. What are they going to do? They, they, yeah. The gate's open. What's he going to do? It's wide enough for me to squeeze yeah, through. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was chill with it. They're really only looking to make sure there's no, like, brouhaha. You know what I mean? They're just like, we're here to come. Like, what, what, what did you say? Brouhaha. Like, no tomfoolery that's going to get out of hand. No, <laughs> no like, riots breaking out. They it's don't like, care. It's like, did he just say a word? Brouhaha. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, we did a witch tour, and then we went to dinner, and then we did a ghost tour. Oh my god, the ghost tour was so much fun. The ghost tour really was a blast. We went to, on a lantern-lit ghost tour at yeah. 9 p.m., and we learned some pre- pretty interesting stories. I love hearing stories about like old-timey murders, mm-hmm. and that's why I really love the podcast. If you guys haven't listened to it, Morbid. Everyone's listened to Morbid, I feel like. It's I'm going to plug a podcast, <laughs> Morbid. Shout out. Um, the already super famous podcast. <laughs> Maybe plug us. No. Yeah. But um, I love Morbid because they cover like old timey murders. Like mm-hmm. like Jack the Ripper, Old England. Like I just think those are so interesting to me. Yeah, it's, I really like the ones when they're like, it's set in 1784. And I'm like, all right, here yeah. we go. It's going to be and good he's one. a sea captain. Yeah. And this is, he had these extravagant dinners. Like I love, like... That time period really fascinates me. It's a romanticized time period, that's for sure. Yes, it very much fascinates me. So we learned some really interesting stories about that. We got to see the second oldest cemetery in the nation. Yep, my, that was cool. My friend um, gave the grass a good rub before he knew that. <laughs> it was so funny because then the tour guide was like, yeah, it's the most haunted place in the city, essentially. And I was like, that dude's... I was like, homie, you were going home with they, a ghost yeah. attached to you, no doubt about they it. They said it has a very high concentration of bones under yeah. the street. Yes. the whole That whole section of downtown where we were, they're like, they just like... They were run by Puritans, so they were very specific of who got buried where. And all of this area actually was underwater for a little while, too. So then when they, you know, covered it over and just, like, redirected the water, they just built over all these 
unmarked graves so that our yep. bones underneath where we because, are now. Yeah, if you weren't Puritan, very strictly Puritan, you could not be buried in their cemeteries. Right. So there's just bones under the street, bones under buildings, unmarked graves. Like, it's just crazy. Freaky. And so they said that this cemetery, they said there was an apparition that people saw of a woman and a child having a picnic. Yep. That's the most common one they said. And what was the other one? I don't remember. Just orbs. Oh, she yeah. Said orbs. She said it was a hotbed for orbs. Yep. And if you don't believe in ghosts, that's absolutely fine. Um, we do. But you don't have to to have fun on ghost tours. You know what I, I mean? I would say that I'm a... the best part. I would say I'm a little bit of a skeptic. Yeah, you're more. You're definitely more of a skeptic than I am. You're the one, like, and the reason, like, one of my favorite things is whenever we hear a noise, you're like, what was that? And I'm like, you don't acknowledge it. Just yeah. leave it alone. I'm very scared of the fact that there could be ghosts, but I don't, I'm, I have to see it to believe it type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> we took pictures at the cemetery. Did you, like, even look back at those to see if there were any, anything in there? Yeah. Nothing. I didn't really notice anything. Yeah. She did say that there was this one little girl on a tour that she had, like a little girl. She said she was probably in her early teens and she was like coming out of her skin. She was like, I got something. I got something. And the tour guide had to break her heart and be like, honey, there's a bar behind the cemetery and they have their, they have lights out. So, and she was like, there's an orb in the tree. Yeah. And the light is literally right behind the tree. And so she had to break her heart. And I was like, yeah. oh my God, that would be so awful to like yeah. destroy a person like that. And you know, they had us all taking pictures at the same time. And I was like, honestly, what most people are catching is probably other people's flash. Flashes. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, you're way more, you're way more of a skeptic than I am. But I I'm, was glad to have you. That's the fun. Like, even if you don't believe, it's just fun I to still like listen the stories, to stories, yeah. right? Like. The story about the captain that we learned about was just brutal, like brutal and scary, and just a fun story to tell. Mm-hmm. So even if you aren't a ghost fan, those ghost tours are just fun. Yeah, they just are. And then we found out uh, the most interesting story was one the Captain White's house, but then the Merchant Hotel. The Merchant Hotel. There was a body buried. That's what I was gonna bring up. I totally forgot about this when you're talking about bodies buried everywhere. The guy who owned the Merchant Hotel first, his wife had his body buried. In the house, in the basement. Mm -hmm. And what's fucked up is that they had to move it, obviously. But, like, it's just a hotel now. And there was a body in the basement. And the basement was used to torture people to get out information on who was witches and who wasn't. Yes. And he used to torture people in his house to pretty much admit to him they were witches. Right. He would just beat these people up. He would strangle them until they admitted they were witches. There was a little boy that he tortured. So the little boy would admit that his mom was a witch right obviously a little child if you like scare them enough they're going to say whatever you want them you don't have to scare them that much you could just be like hey your mom's a witch and they're like what and they're like yeah your mom's a witch and she's like yeah my mom my mom's a witch and then you're yeah. just like okay he read it like it's a child man it wouldn't be very yeah. hard and he's got these kids strung up by their feet mm-hmm. hanging upside down for days yep until they admit that their moms are witches yep what but yeah, so they, the Merchant Hotel is now um, 11 rooms. Mm-hmm. It used to be this man's house. And it is a very expensive hotel to stay in. Oh my God. She said in off season, it's about fi- it will ring you about $500 a night. But during peak season, it's going to be at least $1,000 a night. And the reason that it's so, it's so expensive. She said, she said most of the rooms are $1,500 yeah. per night in, in peak season. Yeah. Fifteen hundred a night. Who's but who's staying in this place? She said the reason that it goes so high is because if you stay there, you are almost guaranteed to have a paranormal experience. Yep, I want to do it. I would do it in a heartbeat <laughs> if I had just like fuck you money. That's what I would do. It was a good time. It was overall a very fun time. 
if you know me, you know I love two things in this world. Horror and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> and Cass pointed out this t-shirt to me and I said, oh my God, I have to find it. And one of the guys we were with actually was like, oh, I saw it in the back. It's all the way in the back of the store. So we went back into the store and I found it. And it is a picture of Leatherface, Chucky, Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers all inside the Scooby-Doo van. And I was like, this is so me. I have to have this shirt. And luckily, there were only like three left. And I ended up grabbing one. And I was like, let's go. It's in my size too. Awesome. (laughs) I knew he needed to have that shirt. I was like, this is literally your shirt. I was watching Scooby-Doo. This is made for you. (laughs) Like before we even recorded this, I was watching Scooby-Doo. And I just finished my 13 movie marathon of Halloween last or two weekends ago. So like, this is just perfect. Just perfect. But there are, like, all these shops with, like, tarot cards and stuff like that. And I would love to, like, get into it. Like, I will never own a Ouija board. Mm -hmm. Kyle was begging me to get one. You made that clear. I will never own a Ouija board. I don't want to (laughs) invite any sort of, like, if a good spirit wants to come hang out with me, sure. But you can never guarantee it's a good spirit. Right. Okay? Ooh, actually, real quick. Just speaking on the Ouija board thing. We don't have an update for you guys on the Talk To Me podcast yet. The bet. And the reason we don't have an update is because we're recording this on Sunday and the podcast came out on Friday. So we'll have an update for you on the Halloween episode. <laughs> that will also have a giveaway announcement on it. So stay tuned for both of those. But let me just say, we're on the first week and we are at 92 downloads. So we might be getting a hand. <laughs> for those of you also who are like, oh, Cass didn't post anything about this episode this week. Yeah, that's because Cass was like, I'm not going to help you at all. Get this up. <laughs> she re- I sent her the link and she refused to post it to her story. Yeah. So I had to post it on my story four times. Posted it a fifth time today, and I posted it on uh, Letterboxd, asking my my followers on there to run those up. And I got a few people that were like, we're there, brother. We got you. Which I think is unfair. I don't think you should be able to do anything extra than you normally do. You shouldn't be hindering me. You shouldn't be doing anything (laughs) less than you usually do. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, yeah. Yeah. You'll know on the next episode if we have a haunted hand. Yeah. I hope not. <laughs> and if we do, send me Sage. It was so funny because we grabbed, I picked up the Ouija board and you're like, put it down. Yeah. You're like, no. I was like, okay. Fair. I didn't even argue. I was like, fair enough. I'm going to go wait outside. Yeah. No. I don't want I don't want that. But tarot cards do interest me. Mm. Like, like psychic fortune telling. I love that kind of stuff. Mm. So if anyone is super into like tarot cards and knows like all like all sorts of stuff about them i would love to hear it <laughs> i don't know anything about tarot cards but did you have fun on the date i had a, i had a blast good me too i did have fun. i love doing stuff like that except for the drive it was two yeah, and a half hour drive there from our place in new hampshire luckily it was only two hours home yeah but we did that drive at like 11 p.m yeah we got home a little after one Ugh, it was it was, a, it was a lot it was <laughs> i liked i wouldn't have liked doing the ghost tour not and at night though oh no that's why they do it at night yeah so that's the best part i'm glad and we're the last tour of the day yeah anyway anything else you want to talk about on our date night uh, i'm glad we did it it was fun but i next time we go i would like to do it in like off season yeah for sure yeah we'll just have to check if the shops are open because i really right. want to go in the shops that's right. what i really want to do so, our first segment is, drumroll please, insert drumroll here, <laughs> um, game. That's my turn. Yeah, so the synopsis game is a little game we made up a few weeks ago, <laughs> where we set a timer for 30 seconds, and whoever's not hosting the episode has to give us a 
quick synopsis of what the movie's about, and then the other person judges them. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> Jump back. Twist the bones and bend the back. Back in 1693, the people of Salem, Massachusetts... Witches! Yes? ...thought they got rid of the Sanderson sisters for good. Uh, we shall be back! <laughs> 300 years later, it's Halloween Eve, and they're back. Uh, 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 we are home! Are you boys a little old to be trick-or-treating? <laughs> Talking about three ancient hags versus the 20th century. How bad can it be? Now they're digging up old friends. <laughs> and running amok. Looking for the one thing they miss most. Ooh, stay for supper. I'm not hungry. Oh, but we are. Alright, so let me get 30 seconds on the clock. How long do you think it's gonna take you, babe? 25 seconds. 25 seconds? Yeah. I feel like I'm going to flub this one out a little bit. Okay. 30 seconds on the clock. I'm ready. Starting in three, two, one. So 300 years ago, the Sanderson sisters were basically caught killing a child. They put a curse on the town basically saying that if a virgin ever lit their candle, they would come back and eat all the children in the town. Flash forward to present day, which is like 300 years later, and a dude named Max is in town. He just moved here, and he's trying to impress this girly. So he goes to the Sanderson house, which is actually now a museum, and he accidentally lights the black candle, letting them out. He then has to basically work with Allison and Danny to kill the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> oh, holy shit. <laughs> wow. I thought you were not going to make it. <laughs> wow. I, I didn't think I was going to make it there. I felt like... Woo, my heart's racing. <laughs> you used up every second. No, I did. I did. I feel like there's like a lot of prequel, like you got to get the prequel stuff out of the way to get to the meat and you know. It's just, yeah. It's a long, long synopsis, 30 seconds. So. I think that's pretty, yeah, it's a little bit long, but I do think it's pretty good. Yeah. I'll give you a 3.5. What's the letterbox synopsis? The letterbox synopsis says... After 300 years of slumber, three sister witches are accidentally resurrected in Salem on Halloween night, and it is up to three kids and their newfound feline friend to put an end to the witch's reign of terror once and for all. I completely forgot about the Binks, the yeah. cat, and I also forgot about the dude that they dig up. Billy? Yeah. Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about him, too. <laughs> I don't think they need... I don't really think they need to be mentioned. Yeah. I do like how yours mentioned, though, like why the witches were in slumber and what mm. they did beforehand because this doesn't really mention like it just says that they wake up yeah they're just and awake it, now there's the synopsis on here doesn't really mention like that they're out to suck the life forces of children right. so they can be young forever right all right let's talk about it's just a bunch of hocus pocus use thy voice shut up fill the sky bring the little brats to die <laughs> We were, it's funny, when we were in Salem yesterday, we were talking about, they had like tattoo places and we were just talking about like, oh, we could get like a Halloween tattoo. Yeah. And uh, Kyle was like, you could get the Sanderson sisters, <laughs> which, okay. Um, I said I'd probably get like, it's just a bunch of hocus pocus yeah. tattooed if I was going to do anything, but not the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> just a little quick Sanderson sisters tattoo. <laughs> so speaking of the Sanderson sisters... Let's talk about them. Oh my god, yes. Let's talk about the characters, their performance. Who's your favorite? 
if we're going to go favorites right off the bat, I think Sarah Sanderson, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, is my favorite of the Sanderson sisters. Mm -hmm. But I think that they work so well as an ensemble. Like, they need... All of them need each other. They could not be a singular witch in a movie Mm -hmm. and, like, control the movie. And I think that's largely due to just their performances as the Sandersons. Mm -hmm. I don't think it has anything to do with, like, the script or the writing. I truly believe that their performances from Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy, I'm going to butcher this last name, Najimi. I think those three women knocked this out of the park. Mm-hmm. Sarah, yeah, Sarah Sanderson or Sarah Jessica Parker would not have been, like, the reason, she's my favorite too. Hell yeah. Just because of how fun, like, she's just so ditzy and dumb and it's so funny. But I think it's funny because of the way her sisters react to her. Yes. Like, I think it wouldn't be as funny if she was just saying these offhanded things without any reaction from them. She's just doing whatever the fuck is oh, going on just, in her head. Yeah, she's just in her own world. Yeah, she is not on the same planet as anyone else. She, <laughs> like, they're worried about the kids and she's just like, ooh, a spider. And she's eating spiders off of, like, the back <laughs> of a wall. And you're like, what is happening? What is mm-hmm. this girl on? Everyone else is concerned about these children and Sarah Jessica Parker's just over there trying to like climb the cemetery fence, eat spiders. Like, uh, well, she's just doing all the most random shit you can think of. It's so bizarre. Yep. But she's fun. Yeah. Some of my favorite scenes are when she just like, well, just like scream or eat spiders or she, she's just, or she, she's honking the horn. The bus. Yeah. She's just like laying on the horn of the bus, which is so funny. She's just hilarious. I think also that they set the tone for the movie. Because uh, I'm going to go ahead and say that the guy who plays Max and Allison, they're not funny at all. (laughs) And they're not goofy and they're not silly and they're not over the top. They're Mm -hmm. just perfectly fine Disney actors. You know what I mean? Like it's exactly what you get from a Disney movie. Mm -hmm. Like what you expect is what you get with them. It is Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kathy and Jimmy that are – do they just set the tone for how – funny and silly and over the top this movie is it is so stupid and they get so into the roles that you just can't help but have such a good time because you know they're having a blast yeah they're having a great time yeah that's the thing is like each of them just embodies their character so well oh yeah like sarah jessica parker could not play bet midler's character no bet midler's character could not play kathy and jimmy's character like it feels like each of those women are so meant to be the character that they play. I agree 100% with that. Like, just, like, the way Bette Midler speaks and the way Kathy Najimy talks out of the side, side of her, of her mouth. mouth. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, it's so meant, like, it's so perfect for them. I agree Bette Midler's, like, interpret, like, her, the way she says the words feels like she's just making it up on the spot. Yeah. Like, she's just, like, read the script and she's like, I'm gonna go ahead and put random inflections on the most random words possible yeah. here and there. It's just... It is perfect. And their chemistry between these three girls or these three women is immaculate. Mm -hmm. Like, they could be real sisters. I believe it. Like, I believe it. They're (laughs) great together. Mm -hmm. And the walking in step. Yes. Love it. Every time they did that, I was, like, giggling like a little little kid. I love that. The Sanderson sister walk. It's so funny. They just nail it. It is. It's just so, so quirky. And it's just so fun. But, yeah, the way Bette Midler... Or Winifred Sanderson like enunciates her words and just like the like the way she speaks is just and her lipstick being like a like, yeah. like on just the middle part of her lip. Yeah, it's fantastic. They're just all it's very. I love. I don't think Hocus Pocus would be as good as it is if you didn't have those three cast oh, and I those agree. characters. I agree, and I think it works too because 
they're so over the top and so ridiculous and so crazy, but everyone else is so grounded. Like these kids are terrified of these witches, but we as the audience are just like, they're buffoons. Mm-hmm. And it just, it never takes itself seriously, which is great. Yeah. Unlike the School for Good and Evil, which is like, in my opinion, every time something happened on this, I was like, this is what they should have done in the School for Good and Evil. Like, it's perfectly over the top. They mm-hmm. never tried to be serious. And it was just immaculately done by those three women. Yeah. I love like when they cast their spells or whatever and they have to sing it in the way they're like, yes. Right. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's like, they has to be sung in a specific like cadence and everything. Yeah. It just... And just like that. Yeah. It's just the way they, yeah, just the way they speak and the way they cast this. It just makes it so fun. There's so many lines you can like, um, there's, there's so many lines in this movie that are just like quotable, quotable. Yeah, exactly. No, I think they make this movie 100%. They do. There is, I would change, like, there's nothing I would change about this movie I can think of, like on the top, out of the top of my head, but I definitely think that you can't make it without them. Even the sequel. Like, I know people shit on the sequel and they were like, oh, it's not as good. And you're right, it's not as good. But you can't t- say it wasn't because of those three women. They freaking mm-hmm. knock it out of the park. Like, yeah. they are just so good together and in those roles. They are perfectly over the top. They're perfectly fun. And it just, it makes it such a great watch, especially in spooky season. Yeah. What do you think that, like, perfectly tails us into our next question? I just make up words. I don't even know if that's a word, like... Can you even say, like, perfectly tails us into our next question? I would de- definitely say you can't say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly leads us into our next topic. There we go. I'll just cut the last part out. <laughs> what makes Hocus Pocus a much watch during spooky season? Oh, man. There's like so many is, things. I feel like this is a better question for you to answer because yeah. for me, it's just how they capture, like, the fall feel. Like, it feels like fall. But I would also say it's just because it takes place on Halloween. Yeah. But I, I like I can't I can't personally think of any reasons like specifically why this would be like the perfect must watch for every Halloween season. That's definitely I just watched this for the first time last year, so yeah. you've had way more experience with this. So you yeah, that. this movie is definitely my my must watch during spooky season. The vibes are immaculate, and the location that it's shot, like the cute little town with all the fall leaves. And then you have, they're going trick-or-treating, and you have the parents that are going to their Halloween party, and you have Allison's parents that are throwing the party in their big, beautiful house, yeah. and they have, like, all, it's just, like, that is just, it's just, like, the perfect New England Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then they're caught, co- like, the witches' costumes are just, oh like, God, so, yeah. like, perfect. I think the effects in this, too, are, like, great. Like, their makeup looks great. Mm-hmm. Their hair looked great. It was just spot on for what you would think a cartoon witch would look like come to life. Yeah. Like they took a cartoon and they're like, yeah, just make this real. Yeah. And they did that and the Sanderson sisters just, with the Sanderson sisters, and they just captured it perfectly Mm -hmm. and then put it in this, the most quintessential New England town you can think of, Salem. Yeah. And just were like, go have fun. Yeah. And you have a cemetery in it where they can't Mm. touch because it's hollowed ground and you have a black cat. And it's just like, it's just like, in my head, it's the most perfect, like, family-friendly fall movie. You know, I never I never realized he is a black cat. Like, it never dawned on me that, yeah. like, that's why he's a black cat is because witches You literally, you have a zombie, you have a cemetery, yeah. you have witches, you yeah. have a black cat. Like, like You have a virgin. You have a virgin. <laughs> and it, it's just magical. Like, it's just magic. And I think this movie is, to me, 
will be the movie that I'm excited to show my kids. Yeah. When it comes spooky season. There's just something about it that I think it's, I mean, I think it just goes back to the Sanderson sisters and their mm-hmm. portrayal of the Sanderson sisters, but it just screams fun for kids and adult. Like yeah. as an adult watching this, it hasn't lost any of its fun. No. And as a kid, I could, I did never watch this as a kid, but as a kid, I could imagine it just being such a goofy fun, but also a little scary. Mm-hmm. And you just like, you're excited to watch it every year. Yeah. I could definitely see that. It doesn't like, it doesn't get old. Like during, like I will watch it every October. Yeah. Like the way they just do their spells and they have the, the, the black cauldron and they're just mixing their, their potions. And I just love it. Yeah. It's a great, great fall movie. Great spooky movie month. I think it captures the witch vibe. Mm-hmm. Great for children. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go too deep into like, oh, we're, you know, we're, they, they, yeah, they talk about Satan and how the book is binded by flesh and all that, but it's not presented in a way that's meant to be scary. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be like, these witches are crazy. Like, yeah. that's all it is. I think it's just such a, a cute, fun adventure that you could definitely show your kids. For yeah. Sure. Hands down. I even love like in the very beginning where it's like the old town, like. Even like the that vibe, I think is very much folly. Yeah, for sure. I loved that actually. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like the set where it was just like an old village, mm-hmm. and they built an actual old village specifically for yeah. that scene. Like it's just great. And I love that part in the second movie where that starts off and they're young girls in the yeah. village. Like yeah. I just love that. I love the agreed. Yeah, but yeah, this movie is a great family Halloween movie, except for. <laughs> except for what? I feel like when you watch this when you're older. You notice everyone in this movie is a little bit horny. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. They're all horned up. This whole movie could have been avoided, okay, if our dude Max wasn't down so bad. If he had even a little (laughs) bit of confidence and a little bit of self-respect, he wouldn't have gone to that fucking museum, broken in, by the way, and then lit the candle. Just to impress some girl who didn't even want to be impressed. She liked him as he was. He didn't need to do any of this. But in my head, I never got how he thought that would impress her. I think she's not scared. Like, you're pretty much just telling her you're a virgin. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. How is that in any way? Like, (laughs) And everyone also roasts him for being a virgin. Everybody. His sister, who's like... Seven, eight, yeah. Continually roast him for being a virgin. The witches roast him for being a virgin. He roasts himself for being a virgin to a guy who he thinks is a police officer who's actually just dressed up for Halloween. Yeah, like the whole thing which, is just like, a giant joke on virgins. It's yeah, like what is happening? I don't remember I don't this. Totally like that message because he's like a fifteen or sixteen year old in high school. Yeah, it shouldn't be a big deal. He's a virgin. Agreed. That should be normal. Right. It was a little weird. It was a little weird, and also just the way that. It, it's just bizarre because he's so he's obviously a virgin and I also thought it was weird that like the Sanderson sisters went to that house to see the devil and they were like yeah. oh, dancing with him and just like Dance being weird and the whole bus driver scene and Sarah Jessica Parker is sitting in the bus driver's lap and yeah. it all just like I, I mean I watched it for the first time last year and I guess I had forgotten in last year how sexually aggressive this movie yeah. feels <laughs> like, the Sanderson sisters are definitely very um Boy crazy. Oh, yeah. Especially Sarah Sanderson. Every scene she's in, I realized in this one. a boy. Yeah. She like, in the background, is always trying to get with a guy. (laughs) And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. And how do we just like gloss over the fact that Sarah Sanderson stole Winifred's 
boyfriend. Right. They never address that outside of the fact that when like, they bring Billy oh, back. Oh, yeah. Like, she tied Billy's, like, sewed Billy's lips, mouth shut. Right. For hooking up with Sarah. But it's like, why isn't she mad at Sarah? Right. But it's also, like, when she comes back, even then, Billy is still, like, waving at Sarah and says, like, hey, Billy. And yeah. it's like, what? 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 Yeah. Sarah starts it. She goes, hi, Billy. It's and, just like, so waves strange. And, like, waves to him. And it's like... First off, that was your sister's boyfriend who you were had killed, his side, essentially. Like, you were his side hoe, and now he's back, but it's because your sister killed him because she was so upset that he was with you, but you're going to still flirt with him. Like, that part is just, like, Right. It's dumb. just strange. It also just doesn't really feel necessary. Like, it feels like, oh, we got to get the zombie in here somehow. Yeah. So let's add this guy. I just don't, it just, like, to me, they could have done the whole thing without that. They could have done the whole thing without all of... Listen, I laughed. I laughed my ass off when they kept roasting him. Like, I'm not going to lie. But it also feels like maybe this could have been done without referring to him as a virgin every six minutes. Also, the scene where he goes home, gets in his bed, right after he's done talking to Allison for the first time, he gets in his bed and cuddles up with his uh, pillow. And he's like, Allison, you're so soft. And then his sister jumps out of the closet. (laughs) I was like, just... What? Yeah. Like, this is just, I don't remember this, so bro. Creepy. And then when Danny lays this. in the bed and she's like, kiss me, I'm Alice. Like, Yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm Alice and kiss me. And it's like, this is just, the 90s were weird, man. Yeah. <laughs> Things were weird. Um, I, I don't think it I don't think it detracts from a movie. It's not like no. a bad thing. It's not a knock. Every movie that's made for kids has something sprinkled in there for the adults yeah. because the adults have to take their kids to watch this. Obviously, that's fine. It just felt like this was so heavy handed that it's like, how could you watch this and not just think... Every five minutes is a sex joke. Yeah, but like, the and why lack is it of such, why is it such a big deal that this right. high schooler is a virgin? Like, why is everyone like <laughs> you're a virgin? Like, and the cops like really the kids fifteen. Right, the cop leans in or the guy pretending to be a cop leans in, like, hey, are you really a virgin? And the kid goes, yes. Is that so hard to believe? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, like, I don't like necessarily love that. Yeah, I don't necessarily love that message. I um, laughed my ass off, but it's just strange because it's like we got that he's a. You said they they put it out. They said, "Oh, the virgin needs to light the candle." Okay, cool. They did it. The virgin lit the candle. They made the joke. Okay, cool. But then they keep hammering home the fact he's a virgin. You know what I mean? And so I don't know. I just felt like you don't really yeah need to hammer it home as much, man. Like we get it. It's not the forty year old virgin. The guy's fifteen. It's not that weird. Yeah. So yeah, Max was brutally made fun of for being a virgin. Yes. He was also made fun of <laughs> he got, yeah. for going trick-or-treating. He was. He was. He was the poor kid. Just leave him alone. Let him enjoy his freaking life. Let him enjoy his freaking <laughs> night, man. He gets bullied for going for taking his sister trick-or-treating, Yeah, right? first off, he wasn't trick-or-treating. Right. He was literally just walking with his sister. No, but he did have a bag of candy and was saying oh. trick-or-treat and he would get candy. That's why he gave the bag to Ice. Oh, I see. Because he's like, I have my own bag. Right, so he was trick-or-treating, but... Listen, if I have to take my little sister trick or treating, you're getting fucking candy. I'm too. absolutely <laughs> saying trick or treating. I'm getting candy, bro. Absolutely. But I never um, had to take my sister trick or treating, so. No. No. That was that was like, I never like every Halloween movie where they go trick or treating. It's always like take your sister with you and and be nice and take her around the good neighborhoods and get the full size candy bars. And my parents were like, okay, go have fun. <laughs> They were like, yeah, go, go out, go do whatever it is you do on Halloween, and we're going to go with your sister and take her trick-or-treating. Uh-huh. And that's just what they did. And, I mean, yeah, they like they would go and have their little Halloween parties, but they would wait until after we were done trick-or-treating. You know what I yeah. mean? It just felt so weird that these parents were like, we're going to get drunk at six, 
and we're not going to be back until five in the morning. So make sure you take your sister trick or treating. And it's like, why is that such a common yeah. thread in these movies? I also feel like trick or treating, like it's not a holiday. You get off from work. You don't get the next day off from work. And sometimes it's in the middle of the week. So most right. like most like adult Halloween parties are not ha- actually happening the night of Halloween. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So there's no reason you can't take your children. No reason. Yeah. So that's exactly what, like, my parents just always took my sister trick-or-treating. I just, they went to the same neighborhood, they dropped me off, and we just went different directions. Yeah. I, um, want to talk about how old you were when you stopped trick-or-treating. Oh, man. I was probably the 13 or 14. Yeah. It was that weird age where I was just slightly too old, and all of my friends were done. All of my friends. (laughs) But I wasn't ready to be like... I don't want candy anymore. Like I'm, I'm, I'm stu- It's stupid to be like, oh, I'm not asking for candy, bro. It's free candy. Yeah. So I dressed up as a baseball player, and the reason I stopped trick or treating the next year wasn't because I was too old. Admittedly, I would have been brutally made fun of. I'm sure, just like Max. But uh, I went as a baseball player, and one of the houses literally said, uh, "That's a lazy costume, and you're a little old." And I was like, "Well, this is it for me. I'm gonna hang up the old candy bag next year, and I'm not gonna do this again." Yeah. Um. I remember for, I really, I think I was maybe been in like sixth or seventh grade. Wow. When I stopped trick-or-treating. And my parents at this point actually stopped taking me trick-or-treating and I went with some friends. Yeah. From um, middle school. But my parents even at that time were like, you're too old to go trick-or-treating. I'm like, but all my friends are still trick-or-treating. Right. <laughs> so that's. So I'm still going to get free so candy. I'm still going yeah. trick-or-treating. But yeah, my parents like. I think from the time I hit middle school, they were like, you're too old to trick-or-treat. It's, you're never too old to get free candy. I will never understand that. <laughs> like, I remember my mom and dad saying the same thing. They're like, you sure you want to go this year? And I was like, yes. And I don't think that they were trying to dissuade me. I think they were just like, you understand that you're going to look a little old. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was true. Which, but what's funny is that like, I remember going that last year. And I bumped into kids I went to school with. I yeah. was in eighth grade. I'm Eighth grade or freshman year, for God's sake. Like, I can't even remember. But... I think it was eighth grade and I remember bumping into kids that I went to school with and they were dressed up, but they weren't trick or treating. So I was like, you're doing the worst part, which is dressing up, but you're not doing <laughs> the best part, which is getting the free candy. You're just wandering around the streets on Halloween. How was that fun? How was that more fun than getting free candy? See, I like the dressing up part. I don't. I'd rather just get the free candy. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, my last, you said your last costume was a baseball player. Yes. My last costume, I was either... I think fifth or sixth grade. I think it was sixth grade. I was a gypsy. Really? Yes. What's that costume even look like? It had like a purple bandana headscarf. And then it was like a white off the shoulder top. Mm-hmm. It was like kind of like ruchy, fluffy sleeves. Okay, yeah. I was about and then a skirt that like tied around and had like little like bangly charms on it. Did anyone like mistake you for like a pirate? I don't know. I feel, I, like don't the top, I feel like the top you're describing could it's look a like piratey. a pirate. Yeah. It's a little piratey. But yeah, it was uh, white, purple, and turquoise. It was really pretty and it had like little gold jewelry. Nice. Yeah, I, that was the last time and that was the last time you went too. And yeah. it's like, those are the, like, what's funny is like that and the Scream costume, like the only Halloween costumes I even remember dressing up yeah. as. And it's like the one that the, the last Halloween costume I went as and the one I liked the most. That's it. Those are the only two that I even remember. Did your parents make a big deal about uh, checking your candy? Yes. Yeah. Yes. My mom did. My dad was like, no one's going to do anything. So just eat whatever you yeah. want. But we... my mom would go around and she would. My mom did a couple things. Okay. <laughs> and mom, if you're listening, you know 
that we know you did. And uh, she'll get a kick out of this. So she used to go, obviously, check her candy. She'd, like, look around and make sure that all the candy was good and whatever, which was fine. But she would also have, like, a mom tax, which was because she had to do that. She got to pick out her favorite candies, which <laughs> were whatever king-size candy bar there was. Because <laughs> when we, were, we went trick-or-treat, you got a lot of king-size candy bars. So she would pick out a couple of those. But if it was dots, it was hers. Regardless of the size or how many you got, if there were dots in the bag, they were hers. We would get as many dots as we could because Paige and I would go around and we'd get as many dots as we could purposefully because if we got a lot of dots, we would, my mom would take those and we could just keep the rest of the candy. I see. So we would purposely find the houses that were giving out dots and we'd go multiple times <laughs> and like get the dots. And then my mom would also, which is so funny because she would drop us off and she'd be like, all right, go have fun or whatever. And she would say, remember I get the dots. <laughs> so we would be like I love like we were trick or treating for her. It was so funny. Uh-huh. It was so it was always such a fun tradition of like dumping out the bags and watching her take all the candy that yeah. like she wanted. It was so funny. I can't do that with my kids because I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Um. My dad. It was it was always so funny. It was just like a drive by sniping. He never really stopped. Like we dumped the candy out, and he was never really in the room. He would just float in and out and casually look. <laughs> and he would like you could tell he was like scoping, but taking quick little glances and walking away and coming back. And. <laughs> When he saw the Mr. Good Bars, he would like walk like that's when he would like zone in like okay I know where the Mr. Good Bar is now I've seen the seen the image in my head eighty times I know where they are <laughs> so he'd walk over and he would just like quickly snipe the Mr. Good Bars and walk back out of the room uh-huh. and so Paige and I would just be like all right so dots and Mr. Good Bars and then the rest of the candy is ours so we would yeah. try to find those. No, we, my mom was very like, we had to check the wrappers. We had to make sure no our wrappers were open. We had to oh, flip yeah. open the seam and make sure there was no pinholes underneath it. My mom did all that stuff. She did all that. She'd make us sit there and watch her. And she would be like, Kyle, dump yours out. And then she'd do mine. So Paige yeah. and I were like, we don't want to dump them in the same pile because then we'll get, we'll get mixed together. We don't want that. <laughs> and so she would do the same thing. She would check the seams and mm-hmm. the wrappers and all that. At one time, she did find an open candy wrapper in my sister's ra- in uh, Snickers. It was like one of those fun size Snickers. Mm-hmm. I think it just ripped on accident. Yeah, but she probably. was like, "You don't we're not even a chance it," and she threw it away. Yeah, immediately. yeah. There was that. They did that, and then if I got something that was like like a cookie, like someone had made. Yeah, I none of that flew. That. Yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and what sucked is, oh, what sucked is there was this house, and anyone from my hometown who's listening knows what I'm talking about because we all went there to get it. They had this caramel uh, popcorn candy mm-hmm. ball. And it was like a candy ball the size of like an apple. Uh-huh. But it was like popcorn and caramelized and they would make it right there in front of you. And they, uh, we would, everyone would go get it and uh, my mom would never let me have it. So anytime I got one, she would just throw it away mm-hmm. and it killed me because my friends would get them and they'd let me have bites and stuff. And I mean, it was the best thing you got on Halloween. Everybody went to that house. Like you would go to that house and wait in line for like 20, 30 minutes to get the popcorn yeah. ball. And then you'd wander around the rest of the neighborhood. Like you didn't start, you started there and you didn't start trick-or-treating until after you got it. Yeah. And so I would try to eat it before I got back to my mom. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's just sad that, that Halloween has come to that. Like where stuff has happened to the point where like you do have to be worried about that because mm. that just sucks because those people are taking their time making those popcorn candy oh, balls yeah. and you have people that are thinking that they're doing malevolent things. You know what's also funny is the, um, I remember when weed gummy bears were like the big thing that parents were like, you gotta watch out for the weed gummy bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom laughed her ass off when I was like, mom, what if I get gummy bears? Like, you know, I'm scared. If I get the gummy bears, I'm gonna get high. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like 10 years old. My mom was like, honey, no one's giving away free weed gummy bears. I promise you. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was like, I don't even know what that means. But looking back on it, it's because yeah, obviously 
who is who in their right mind is buying weed gummy bears and, and giving, giving them, them away for free to kids? Like, absolutely not. Those things are so expensive. There's no <laughs> way. But yeah, that was the, Halloween was always just like I really enjoyed getting the candy, but it was the tradition afterwards of like watching my parents also kind of like partake in the candy yeah. was so much fun because it was like you knew mom was sniping the dots you knew dad was like gonna he was gonna act like he didn't care but he was absolutely like looking over your shoulder and walking away and he's like okay i saw mr goodbar over here i'm gonna get that in a minute uh-huh. and he'd take mental pictures you just knew it was happening yeah it was just that was that was so much fun honestly <laughs> my mom was, was always like a late night snacker like my mom stayed up later than the rest of us and or she'd sleep, fall asleep in the chair and wake up at like 11, 12, 12 o'clock and want a snack. Yeah. So I remember vividly coming downstairs and her having like a pile of wrappers <laughs> on, like awesome. on, the, on, the, on the coffee table or oh, something. Yeah. Um, and we're like, Mom, did you eat my Halloween candy? <laughs> my mom did that. My mom and dad both did that to my sisters because I would uh, hide mine because mm-hmm. I'd had that happen to me and I would hide it. And one one time, one year, Paige hit it so well she forgot where it was. And she didn't find it for like two years. She found it like years later. Like the full bag of candy. She lost a whole year's worth of That's candy. That's crazy that oh, she yeah. hit it and then forgot She it. hit it and forgot where she couldn't find it. That's and it's, so she found it like years later. It was so funny. We We're so to, off topic right now. We used to have to hang ours in the closet in like the entryway. And it oh, just yeah. had to stay there. Yeah. We had to get the candy from there. We couldn't have it in our rooms. Yeah. Oh God, no. You can't let a kid take a bag of candy in the room. Are you kidding me? They would gorge themselves. Um, but yeah, so that's Hocus Pocus. <laughs> We're so off topic with that. <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about Hocus Pocus? Maybe? I just think that it's super silly and just so much fun. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sad that I didn't watch this until last year for the first time. Because it is just... It blows me away, one, the effects, and two, how into character those three women get. Mm-hmm. Every time I watch it, I'm like... The fun is infectious. I'm like, I want to be a Sanderson sister. So bad. <laughs> yeah. So with that, let's do our rating and our letterboxed reviews. Yes, ma'am. Kidding. Do it now. Wench. Trollop. You black tooth muff rhyme firefly from the hell. Ah! I've waited centuries to say that. I'll say what you want. Just don't breathe on me. Billy! I killed you once, I shall kill you again, you maggoty mouthpieces! Hang on to your head! Alright, Kyle, I want to know what you give this movie and who your MVP is. Alright, so I'm gonna start with my MVP. Actually, I'm gonna go with Danny. Danny? Yeah, I think the, like, the actress who plays her is also the daughter in American Beauty. And I think she actually might be one of the best actresses in the movie. And she's like really young in this. But it's her line delivery. It's everything she says that is so like matter of fact. Even though it's like, oh, clearly like a child would say it just like that. Like there's a scene where her brother's getting bullied by the kids for trick-or-treating. And she, uh, Ice, the main bully, is like, what are you supposed to be? And Danny looks right at him and goes, he's a little leaguer. Like, of course a <laughs> child is going to think that's some sort of, like, badge of honor. Um, and it just makes the whole situation ten times worse. And I think the way she delivers those lines yeah. are, it, it, it's just perfect. I think she's a, the best character in the whole movie, to be honest. My favorite line she delivers is she's trying to get, um, or her brother's trying to get her to go with him and Allison to the... Sanderson sister house so he can like impress Allison yeah, and that. Danny does not want to go and so she she says he tries to make a deal with her he's like I'll do anything and she goes okay 
Next year, we dress up as Peter Pan and Wendy with tights or no deal. <laughs> it's so good. Her delivery is like just great. Yep. She outshines everybody in that movie because <laughs> it's the way she says it is just yeah. awesome. And when Max light the, lights the candle and he goes, what happened? And she goes, a virgin lit the candle. <laughs> As someone who has a younger sister who grew up incredibly sassy, like she captures that perfectly because Paige would do the same thing. She would say the same thing in the same way. And it's just, they nailed that with her. They nailed that with mm-hmm. her. So she is my MVP. Uh, as for rating, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie four witches. Four witches. Four That's witches. That's good. Yes. Um, my MVP is the Sanderson sisters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay. I yeah. can't pick one because no. I don't think one would work without the other. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. You have to have all three of them. You have to have all three of them. Yeah. And the collective is like one of the best characters of all time. Yes. Absolutely. Um... That's it. That's pretty much all I have to give for that. My rating, I'm going to go for as well. Yeah. I love this movie. It's great. It's just, it's my Halloween movie. Yeah. I think it, I think it just captured, like the effects are great. First of all, I have to say that the effects are amazing. Like when the whole, there's the earthquake in the cemetery Mm -hmm. when they're like waking up the zombie and the ground is actually like cracking and moving Mm -hmm. and stuff. Looks great. Um, and for being early, like the early 90s, like even the CGI stuff doesn't look bad. Like mm-hmm. doesn't, you know, look amazing, but it looks really good when you go back to 93 and even now it's still not that yeah. bad. Um, and so I think that blows me away. And just the commitment to the bit. Yeah. The commitment to the bit is just, you don't see that all that. Like they really got into it. You can tell when an actor's phoning it in. Yeah. And they're just here for the paycheck. That's what I felt when I watched the Haunted for uh, the Haunted Mansion remake. Mm-hmm. A lot of the actors and actresses in that were just like phoning it in. Um, except for obviously Lake Keith and whatever the fuck Danny DeVito was doing. Uh, but in this you could just tell they really sunk their teeth into the characters and mm-hmm. wanted to be the witches so bad. And you just, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't get any better than yeah. that. They had fun, so I had fun. Yeah. This movie for me is just like, I think of fall, I think of Halloween, and I think, oh, Hocus Pocus time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah. So my what's become my favorite part of <laughs> the podcast is our reading letterbox reviews. Ooh. Uh so the letterbox community gave this movie three point four. A little low. It's this a, movie it needs, is a little low. It's a cult classic. I think it needs a little more love though. Yeah. I think it needs a little more love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're just not gonna pay attention to that. Yeah. Fuck we're you, gonna letterbox get into <laughs> we're gonna get into my favorite part, which is the letterbox review yeah. reading. <laughs> And this one, I'm not counting it in my... How many do I get to read? Three? You get to... Yeah, I mean, up to five, I feel like, right? Okay. Well, I want to read this one because it's funny. Okay. It's by Trash Pew. Okay. Gave it three and a half stars. It said, when I first watched this film as a kid, I asked my dad what a virgin was. (laughs) And he told me it was a person from Virginia. (laughs) That's just so funny to me. This review really gets in, like, this one is, like, very introspective. It's very serious, very detailed. So this review is from Silent Dawn, who gave this movie four and a half stars. Hell yeah, okay, weird. And it's it's a little bit lengthy, all right? Yeah, give it to me. A charming dose of autumn chills and a wonderful family film that still finds the space to ruminate on the comfort of death and the passage of time. So spooky. The prologue with the lucid purples and greens against the dull, brisk look of the woods still sweeps me off my feet. Mm -hmm. 
not to mention the impeccable trio casting of the witches in its scrumptious Halloween setting. If this isn't in your October viewing, rent it or buy it or turn on Freeform. It's probably playing right now for the hundredth time. <laughs> no, I agree. It probably is on Freeform. <laughs> they play this shit all the time. No, I actually would like to just sort of agree with the statement that she that that, that person made about um, the coloring in the opening scene. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. That opening scene in the Salem, like like old Salem, uh-huh. is beautiful. It really is. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, we, talk, think, we kind of talked about. I that. I think that's why I like their outfits so much, is because they're just such rich, like Halloween colors. Yeah. Um, this person, Reese, gave it five stars. Within the first five minutes of this film, a little girl is murdered, a boy is violently turned into an animal, and three women are literally hanged to death. Talk about spooky family fun. <laughs> <laughs> How many stars? That was five stars. But I think it, this movie is awesome because yes, it does do that, but in a way that's not scary. Exactly. It, like the way that like, I think it's perfect because re- like that review says exactly what we were talking about. It is like a book bound by human flesh. Satan is involved. Mm-hmm. Like people are hanged. Uh, a, a boy is turned into a cat, but mm-hmm. it's presented in a way that makes a kid go, "Oh, this is fun." Mm-hmm. And it's not like meant to be scary. It's just fun. Yeah. And then I'm just going to read a couple um, short ones because they're funny. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, This one is by Movie Boy. Gave it four stars. And it said, Sarah Jessica Parker in this movie, please respond to my calls. (laughs) (laughs) Amen, though. Amen, though. Didn't I not say that, like, when we first started watching this, Uh I was like, damn, I forgot. I forgot about Sarah Jessica Parker. And then this one is Julia gave it four stars. Sarah Jessica Parker is so hot in this. Don't at me. <laughs> this seems, so the, the very common theme when reading through the letterbox reviews is people think that Sarah Sanderson is quite foxy. Yeah. I mean, she eats uh, this roll up too. Yeah. Another common theme in these reviews um, is pretty much captured in this review by Sarah gave it four and a half stars. The way that this entire movie's plot revolves around a high school boy being a virgin and they don't let you forget it. <laughs> They yep. don't. That's what I'm saying. Like they literally don't. They hammer it home every five minutes. Yep. They're like, "This dude's a virgin." <laughs> so someone called, someone reviewed it and said nothing would happen if I lit that candle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, dude. So we're getting flirty on Letterbox. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. And then oh, this man. one actually is my f- favorite because it's pretty much just like encompasses what we've talked about. Maria gave this four stars and said, I will put a spell on anyone who doesn't like this cultural phenomenon. Agreed. That's the perfect one to end on right there. That's great. And with that, Kyle, I want to hear your relationship advice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! You messed with the great and powerful Max and now must suffer the consequences. I summon the burning rain of death. Burning rain of death. Burning rain of death. death. So, my relationship advice for this is actually pretty simple. Um, if you're trying to impress somebody, because let's say you're a virgin and you're trying to get laid, or you're not a virgin, you're trying to get laid, you're just trying to impress someone that you're attracted to. Don't do anything illegal. Because if this guy hadn't broken in to this museum, they would have been fine. They could have done anything else. She was cool with hanging out with him 
as it was. They didn't have to go to the Sanderson house. He just did. Also, don't light candles ever if you're a virgin. Just let someone else do it. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, my relationship advice. <laughs> but no, I mean, it worked for him. He did get the girl. It, yeah, I did. But if your sister and your girl that you're trying to impress are begging you not to light the freaky candle, don't light the freaky candle. Right. It doesn't freaky make candle. you a badass, bro. It makes you a fucking You're dummy. being a jerk. Yeah, you're being a dummy. <laughs> yeah, listen listen to your significant other when they tell you, don't do that. It's probably They're probably <laughs> That's right. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Don't light the candle. Okay, I won't light the candle. All right. Don't buy the hand. Okay, I won't buy the hand. <laughs> yeah, so that's my relationship advice. So I'm going to take over here because Cass hates doing the outro. So stay tuned for next week because we will have an update on the hand officially. And stay tuned next week for our uh, first ever giveaway for uh, our 25th episode. So stay tuned for that. Um, thank you for listening to everybody who listens. And thank you for sharing us. For those of you who do share us. I'm going to do my usual spiel here of like us, uh, follow us. Uh, My socials are down in the description. And don't forget to share us and rate us wherever you can. And with that said, go watch a spooky movie.